Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kia ora, everybody. Now, me and Liv are taking a much-needed break from Culture Vulture just for two weeks over the Christmas period. However, never fear, we are uploading some of our favourite episodes from the year so you can enjoy them before we see you again in the new year. We'll be back soon. Bye. My darling, Kia everyone. Love Island is over, and me and Liv and Ruby are not ready to let Culture Vulture go, so she's going to continue. Absolutely, we are going to be bringing you everything culture from now on. And we're really excited about it. Now, we are in lockdown, aren't we, Liv? We are, we are. So we've had to make some compromises. One of these compromises, though, is that Ruby is in the too hard basket right now, as we had (laughs) a lot of technical difficulties with the last few episodes of the Love Island debrief. So you're just going to be getting me and Liv because we have the luxury of living together. We absolutely do. So today's episode is going to be all about Olivia Rodrigo and the fact that she's just had to give songwriting credits to Paramore or Hayley Williams and Josh Farrow. So I mean Olivia Rodrigo is the moment. Like she is everywhere. She followed us when she only had like 400k followers. I remember being like Who is this? I know, that's amazing. I actually didn't realise she followed us until, like, the other week. And I looked it up. Full disclosure, big fans. I'm really proud of her. Absolutely. Um, I love her album. Um, She's killing it. She is. She's killing it. So, Olivia Rodrigo, right, has this album that's gone absolutely fucking nuts. We all know. And TikTok has also been a huge part in the making of Olivia Rodrigo. Actually, you guys can go back and listen to an episode of The Shit Show called um, Is TikTok Hurting or Helping the Music Industry? where we talk about Olivia Rodrigo's claim to fame. And that talks about TikTok a lot, I love. Yes, super interesting. TikTok and the music industry and everything to do with that. So definitely would recommend. Yeah. So basically, she released Good For You. And, and this song, banger, first of all. Fucking banger. But it went really, really viral on TikTok. And with that sort of exposure and virality came everyone saying, this sounds exactly like, even though we can argue that it doesn't sound exactly like, Paramore's misery business. Now, I'm going to put a little clip of a mashup of the two here because the choruses do sound so similar. You walked with me down really easily. Found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks. Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world? I waited eight long months. She finally set him free. I told him I could. 
So because of this, because of how similar they sound, Olivia Rodrigo has this week, retroactively, so after writing, um, added Paramore's Hayley Williams and Josh Farrow to the credits of the song. This is really interesting because the credits have been added, they're added as songwriters, but it's because it's something called an interpolation, which, Liv, you're going to talk about later, the difference between interpolating and sampling. But just a brief wee rundown of what interpolation is. It refers to using a melody or bits of a melody, often with modified lyrics, as we're hearing in this case, from a song that previously exists, but you re-record the melody yourself instead of just taking it which is sampling. But that's why they were added to the credits. Olivia Rodrigo has done this before. She um, added Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff, and St. Vincent to Deja Vu because they interpolated the bridge of Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer, and Olivia Rodrigo has said that. Also, she's added Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff to One Step Forward, Three Steps Back, which interpolates New Year's Day. So basically, this whole situation is opening a really weird Pandora's box of, like, there are only a certain amount of chord progressions, you know, melodies, songs that can be written in the world, and whether it's by chance or whether you've actively intended to take bits of a song, it's it's just becoming very foggy, and Olivia Rodrigo seems to be getting the brunt of old people sort of coming through and being like, that sounds like my song, let me get some either clout or money for you using my, what sounds like my song. Totally. And do you think that like TikTok especially or the internet has had just such a huge hand in making this happen, like almost pressuring her into putting these song credits on her songs? Like in the past, we would have listened to the radio or whatever and said Mm. to each other, oh, that sounds like Stairway to Heaven, or that sounds like this, which we do all the time. But now that there's TikTok, things are just going absolutely nuts. It's like, we saw that TikTok that was like, all the TikTok narcs have sort of got their way because they were calling it out so much that you couldn't just be like, oh, that sounds like that, and go about your day. It's like, no, let's say that this sounds like this song, and then let's not cancel them for it, but let's sort of bully them into adding credits. Like, it might be where it's due. Totally. I mean, it's just a really interesting thing, I think, this internet sort of hand in this, because it's just quite scary that a whole lot of people that don't necessarily know what they're talking about, you know, they, I don't think majority of those people would be in the music industry, in the copywriting sector. Like, there's, (laughs) you know, this is a huge industry. There's fucking copyright lawyers. There's musicologists. Like, it's their job to figure this out not as. Yes. So I don't know. It's just interesting because it's having real life consequences, especially to do with the royalties of these songs. And to do with creativity. Like, absolutely. If you've taken influence from someone and you've sampled it or interpolated it, pop that in the credits. I'm surprised that Olivia Rodrigo's label, because this isn't on Olivia Rodrigo. She was 16. She didn't know the rules about all of this, about when you have inspiration, what you should do and how you should credit that. The label, who's been doing this for fucking years, should have known, oh, this sounds like this. Best we reach out, best we credit at the start, not retroactively adding the credits. Absolutely. It's it's a very, very interesting scenario. I would love to be in those rooms and know what everyone's saying. Same. I 
think it's really interesting as well the way that Paramore have, or Hayley Williams and Josh Farrow have sort of gone about this. Like, mm. it was largely under the radar when the credits got added because, mm-hmm. I mean, you just add them to the Spotify credits or whatever. But um, Hayley Williams actually put on her Instagram story a screenshot from her publisher who's congratulating Josh and Hayley on their new credits for Good For You. And Hayley commented... Our publisher is wilding right now. So naturally, with with anything that we're confused about this, because, I mean, I don't think Olivia Rodrigo should be held at gunpoint to add all these people to her credits, because I think that's awful for creativity, because there's actually no original ideas really mm, in the world. You know, absolutely. everything's drawn from somewhere. We all have inspiration, whether it be subconscious or whether you've actually been like, yes, I really like this artist. I want to cre- recreate the feel of this song, yes. which there's actually nothing wrong with. Like, she was trying to make a pop punk banger, yeah. which she did, and because of tiktok and because of social media she can't actually get the glory from this it's sort of being taken from From her her. which which makes me very sad but then also i'm all for credit where credit's due i see people copying our work on shit you care about all the time and most of the time i'm like that's flattering that's great and sometimes i'm like that is a copy paste, and it's and when then it it's when it gets big, isn't it? Like yeah. this is the thing with Olivia; she's gotten so big that now people are being like, "Oh well, she's gotten big with my influence, so yeah. I need some of that credit." Exactly. So we took this to our audience because you guys are more important than me and Liv's, you know, two cents on it. This is we can reach a whole bunch of you by asking, and. It was so interesting. I basically asked, do you agree, like, good on Olivia for adding them to the credits, or do you think she shouldn't have had to and this was sort of thrust upon her? And this was 50-50 for 11 hours in, even, like, up to the last few hours. Gemma Styles actually <laughs> um, DM'd us, which is just so cute and random, Harry Styles' sister, for anyone that doesn't know, saying... Um, we're 11 hours in and it's at 50-50. I feel like I'm witnessing an eclipse. And I just thought for her to be invested in this as well shows that it's just it spans everyone, right? This yeah. whole situation that could be opening a Pandora's box is really interesting to everyone. So the way that the poll ended up was 54 to 46% in favour of her giving credit. So people were only slightly for her doing that. Now, we had 59,000 votes for and 50,000 votes saying that she shouldn't have had to do that, which I really, really thought was interesting. I didn't realise it would be so split down the middle. So, so interesting. And, yeah, I think I've now figured out where I stand on it. But at the start of researching for this podcast, I actually didn't know, which yeah. I think is where a lot of people are sitting. So what are you thinking about this? So I, after doing a lot of research into interpolation and sampling and copyright in the music industry, I have really come to the conclusion that it's style here that's being potentially imitated i i don't say imitated as in she's copied it at all but like she's obviously been super influenced by paramore's style Mm. and to me and to the copyright legislation style isn't something that you can copyright so i'm gonna go into this a little more just before you do style and genre it's like how you can't copyright a genre right frank sinatra can't copyright jazz no absolutely you can't copyright jazz you can't copyright like Pop punk. Uh, yeah, right. And the, like, this is what both these songs fall under. Misery Business and Good For You are both very pop punk in 
style or genre, whatever you want to call it. I mean, genre, again, the lines are blurred between mm. what is classified as what genre. Some people don't believe in genres yeah. altogether. And there's probably something to say that Olivia Rodrigo's whole album wasn't one genre. So it's not like she's taken Paramore's whole like discography Absolutely. and <laughs> copy-pasted. So I'd love to hear what you, what you think about interpolation v. sampling and if you can explain that maybe. Totally, yeah. So I think that's a really good place to start. So Luce, as you said, in Interpolation is lifting some of the melody. Mm. Um, and as you also said, it's because it's being re-recorded. You're not using the original song's recording. That is called sampling. So sampling is taking the original recording of a song and using it outright in your own music. Mm-hmm. But these recordings can be fucked with, right? Yeah. Like producers do that all the time. Kanye West is like the oh, king of sampling, right? The king right? of sampling. Often people get sued more for sampling a song without permission. Mm-hmm. than they would for interpolating a song without yes. permission. Is that because with interpolating, you're re-recording it and you're yep. changing the words so it's you can say, no, this was mine, whereas with sampling, it's like, we're going to sue you because I can hear what I've made in your song. Totally, absolutely, right. and like they're using the blatant out and out like recording of your song so like people can still totally get sued for interpolation but it will be less money if you do have permission to use someone's music whether that's a sample or an interpolation you can absolutely use it there is nothing wrong with this sampling happens all the time Mm -hmm. and most of the time people have paid the creators a fair price for the use of their music so i think I'm not on TikTok, as we say, literally every single episode, but I have heard that like a lot of TikTok users were calling out for Raul Williams and people like that that use a lot of samples in their songs and saying they're just copying other people's music. No, this is like... One of the cornerstones. This is a cornerstone of music. music. Like this is it. You literally take influence from other people's songs and you can like put that into your own song if you've paid the Mm. correct price you know they know the rules these guys know the rules that's what I was about to say to you is that what I think one of the big problems is here is that obviously social media is great because it democratizes and gives everyone a voice it also gives people a voice that actually don't know what they're talking about and then people bandwagon I mean we see it with anti-vax influencers or people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about that have a platform and use it incorrectly as well it's it's social media as a concept and it's interesting that you say that obviously this is something that's okay to do so long as you've paid the artists or credited the artist and that's where the olivia rodrigo paramore sort of conflict becomes a little bit blurry it definitely becomes blurry because like if you think about like, here are some examples of actual sampling mm-hmm. that you'll have heard. Okay. Like, Lawrence Hill X Factor is in Drake's Nice For yes. What. Kanye sampled Nina Simone's Strange Fruits in Blood on the Leaves. Strange Fruit hanging yeah. in the poplar tree. So That's not his work. That's mm-hmm. Nina's. He's paid for it. He's paid for it. He's allowed to do that. Absolutely. Lord literally just sampled Can I Kick It from A Tribe Called Quest in her song Solar Power. Really? Which was actually taken originally from a sample of Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side. So what happened? It's, oh. it's music building on top of music. Absolutely. These samples, like, some samples are from classical music in the fucking 1800s, and we're hearing them today in pop songs, and they've been sampled hundreds of times in hundreds of different songs. Yeah. So, all the time. It's like, it's just, I don't think we're getting across, and maybe we actually are, but like, yeah. that this is a huge part yes. of all your favourite artists, yes. I'm sure. And, and it's really scary, because it's like, 
if we want to go down this track where any sort of style or anything mm-hmm. that sounds influenced by anyone, like you have to give credit to them or pay them for it, then all the big legacy bands, you know, like the fucking Eagles or Pink Floyd or what, or the Beatles, absolutely could, in theory, go back, go through any of the songs that we have now on the radio right? and say, mm, that was from me, that was from me. But the thing is, these people took shit from other things, like... The Beatles took um, in All You Need Is Love. Yeah. You know that song from Love, actually. Yeah. Um, I need is love. Yeah. Uh. They took, like, a sample of the French national anthem. Yeah. Like, you know. And then this- these bands get really big, so people were like, okay, well, it's, it's theirs. It's because once you get influenced, that's when people care, like you were saying before. If a tiny indie band interpolated Misery yeah. Business, they probably wouldn't have had to go back and add retroactively... You know, Hayley Williams as a credit. Also, what about, like, words? What about quotes? That's what I was wondering. I actually didn't look into this side of things, but I'm sure that there's a whole lot of copyright around lyrics. Even though we use the same lyrics over and over, I don't know what the case is for that. Interesting side note. Very interesting, because I remember when I was little writing songs, and it was like, shoot for the moon and you'll land in the stars, or shoot for the stars and you'll land in the moon. (laughs) And I was sort of like, I remember having this exact thought, being like, Mm, I don't own this yeah, quote. Like, I don't think I came up with this. But no. like, is it fine that I'm using it? But it's uh, you can't copyright well-known quotes. So no. I don't. I just don't know oh. if you can. This whole Ugh. thing. The more I research, the more I'm like, okay, this is quite a can of worms. Um, I think to go into interpolation a little more is useful because, like, an example of blatant interpolation is Ariana Grande's Seven Rings. Yes, right. These are a few of my favorite things. Yes. <laughs> so she has interpolated blatantly, out and out interpolated. No one can argue with this um my favorite things from the sound of music she's very obviously taken the melody and put different lyrics on it making it um her own thing Mm -hmm. but it's very catchy because of the interpolation so with this she went to the people that wrote the sound of music she went and asked for permission to use it they listened to the song they were like okay cool yep we're happy with that often people ask for like it can even be a hundred percent of the royalties for the song Oh, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. So like, we're gonna so you go... can release this song, but I'm making all the money because yeah. you've interpolated this. Part. Totally. So this is like wow. the music industry. It seems like a dirty, dirty place to be. Fuck yeah. Um, the thing is with Olivia Rodrigo's situation is she's been accused of interpolating Paramore's Misery Business in her song Good for You. But I think it's really interesting to sort of compare that to Ariana Grande's Seven Rings because when you actually break down the song. And actually, if you, if anyone's really interested, there's a really great producer called Blake McLean who actually breaks down both Misery Business and Good For You, like, bit by bit, and goes through why he thinks they're not the same. Yeah. And if you actually break it down bit by bit, she hasn't copied any bits of the melody. Her instrumental is quite different. She's much more acoustic. They're much more heavy. Like, really, the only similarities is with the content, the way that it's sung, and, like, the genre. Mm. And these are all things that are not to be copyrighted. This comes under style. Yes. Right? So, like, the lines for interpolation are blurred, but I really think that in this particular case, she hasn't properly interpolated the song. But the thing is, the more I research, the more I realize that artists are fucking terrified of being sued, right? So these days, people were sort of just adding songwriters, yeah. you know, onto their music, 
not willy-nilly, but like, you know, just to cover their asses, which is actually really sad because as we said, a lot of the royalties, they can even ask for 175%, over 100% of royalties, meaning that they get all of the money that comes from one song plus like 75% of any other song on the album. See, and that's what worries me is that when bands get irrelevant, like dare I say Paramore, I'm not sure if they are irrelevant, but like... And they obviously haven't done this, but they could go back and find these hot new artists and just be, you know, like they could use TikTok as their little army to help totally. get their name on the credits. Like we're hoping that people aren't doing this, but there is the scenario that this could totally happen. And we're probably being very naive and giving benefit of the doubt that this isn't what's happening. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be the bands themselves. It would be label be v label. This is also, it's also a lot of the time, it's the estate. It's not even mm. the artist. It's their family that owns the rights. Of course it would be. Also um, on Olivia Rodrigo's Brutal, mm. her um, she has been accused of interpolating um, Elvis Costello and the attraction song Pump It Up, um, which her guitar riff, like literally, it is yeah. almost the same, you know, just like, re-recorded the, one that goes, the same dun, dun, thing. Dun 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 Elvis Costello's is dun 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 dun. And so basically, like, you know, anyone that knows that song, they'll be like, hey, this is familiar, right? Yeah. And then Elvis Costello was so great because he tweeted, like, this is fine by me. It's how rock and roll works. You take broken pieces of another thrill and make a brand new toy. That's what I did. So this is where someone... Snacks like, for him. He could easily go and sue her. Yeah. But like, because, I don't know Elvis Costello, but he seems like a nice guy from this tweet. Seems like he believes in creativity Absolutely. and being influenced and using influences. Right, and he hashtagged this tweet, subterranean homesick blues and too much monkey business in reference to respectively Bob Dylan and Chuck Berry songs that influenced him. his song. Like, this is what creativity is you take bits from other places you put them together and make your own thing like obviously we are so for like copyright when it's due right Mm. credit where it's due absolutely but you can't credit a feeling you can't credit a style you can't credit a vibe and we're like so well i'm definitely so for just like fostering creativity in whatever form it comes like olivia rodrigo has done so much for the world during lockdown and, like, young people and Mm. making something of yourself. And I just think it's really ironic that in Brutal, one of her lines is, and who am I if not exploited? Right. Because it's like, you knew that this was coming and I'm really sorry that you're this young girl who's just, like, out there sort of doing it and you are getting exploited right now by these big record labels that should fucking know better. And these big record labels already have so much money. It's like, you know, these stars and they're like suing people for millions of dollars and it's like but you already have so much money. Like, I know that that's such oh a God. naive comment, right? But it's right? greed. But it is. It's so much greed. I think, like, the music industry seems like a really, really kind of scary place to be in terms of this sort of shit. It's why so many people want to be independent right now, but then even if you're an independent artist, these big record labels that maybe you've said no to are then going to come and sue you totally. for thinking that you've interpolated one and of their artists. And then you've got no protection because you've not got any money behind you because you're an independent yeah. musician, right? It's so interesting. So yeah, as you can see, the lines are very blurred for what is classed as interpolation and what's just inspiration. And what is making them blurred is money. Mm. Um if you believe that someone has interpolated or sampled your song without permission, you can sue them as we've been talked about. So this can either be settled like in-house or taken to court. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been a lot of musicians recently sued for interpolation and this is actually often accidental. So a really good example of this is Sam Smith's song, Stay With Me. 
Yeah. So he wrote this song, Stay With Me, which we all know. And then someone was like to him, this sounds literally note for note like the chorus of Tom Petty's song, I Won't Back Down. And it's literally the same. So it's like, stay with me because you're all I need. And then it's like, won't back down because I won't back down. Like it's literally exactly the same. And so he didn't realize this. He went to Tom Petty and was like, okay, I've accidentally written this great song, but it's a lot like your song. Yes. I believe this is how it would have happened with Olivia Rodrigo and um, Paramore. Totally. But with this, it's like note for note. Like Mm. on the music score, you're like, yes, this is the same. Whereas with Olivia's, I just can't see how it's... Totally but yeah, the same, right? but, but it's still like the accidental, you've been influenced and it's totally. accidentally come it's out. subconscious. Yes. Like Sam Smith said he'd never heard that song in his life, right? Absolutely. Which yeah. is like so probably Fair. true because yeah. like, you know, we write similar shit. You're allowed to emulate shit that you don't know exists. Exactly. You're your own person. It's really, yeah, really difficult. So what happened with this situation was Tom Petty got 25% of the royalties to stay with me which was for stay with me which was fucking huge but in comparison to other deals this actually sounds relatively like okay yeah um yeah so there's been a whole lot of um examples of this bob dylan's team so sam martin he's a singer i don't actually really know who he is but he's been on a lot of david getter's tracks okay bob dylan's team said to him that one of the first verse line melodies like was Stop it. the same as one of Bob Dylan's songs of so one line and they wanted a hundred percent of the proceeds of the song. Did they get it? No, and he was just like but then Bob Dylan had taken that from an old English hymn. Oh my god. It's, so it's like Bob Dylan's estate coming yeah. for someone yeah. whose songs are obviously getting big and they've done it themselves. It's dirty, dirty, it's dirty shit. Really, really cheeky. Yeah. So then this guy just ended up changing the melody because he was like, fuck that. Which right? also sucks for you because yeah. it's like you shouldn't have to change your art because right? someone's trying to Profit off Literally, of it. and he mustn't have released it yet if he mm. was able to change it. Um, yeah, it's just a really, really scary thing. And then this can often, as we've said, it's the estate yeah. of the people because they get greedy, right? Which is obviously money because it's not like it's the person saying, right? this is something I've written and I want credit. It's it's purely just for money because that person, unfortunately, is not alive to feel upset about it. Right, absolutely. It's just, yeah, like we can't generalize to say that everyone who's doing this is like greedy Mm. or whatever. Like, obviously if you, if your dad song has really been, you know, taken then by all means, but there's just been so many examples. One really, really famous example is, um, Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams getting sued for blurred lines because it's far too similar to Marvin Gaye's seventies hit. Got to give it up. I'll tell you what, is there any line that Blurred Lines didn't cross? Right. This song has been like the most talked about controversial song in the entire world. <laughs> I literally did like a reading response on it in year so 11. So did I on the yeah. lyrics of it. <laughs> like, this is so unfeminist. <laughs> Honestly. Um, which fucking stand by yeah. to this oh, day. Hell, yeah, even the title, Pharrell. I would oh. actually thought Pharrell would be a bit better than that. Yeah, nah, to any- be honest, not a fan of the song. But the thing is with Blurred Lines that when, they, when you actually look into it, um, there's quite a a few videos breaking it down they haven't actually used any of Marvin Gaye's song like they haven't they, the melody is different like the vibe is the same you listen to both songs and you're like I can absolutely see how this is very similar but if you actually break it down Pharrell has been so 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 clever in coming right up to the line of copyright and not crossing it yeah and but what happened I don't really know what actually went down in court but they ended up being sued five million dollars by Marvin Gaye's estate 
And this was a real pinnacle in this conversation of copyright because 200 artists were backing Pharrell Williams and Robin Thicke mm-hmm. because they were like, if this case goes through, this is a game changer for It's like the, the Supreme industry. Court with laws. The Supreme Court, if they rule something to be unconstitutional, then it changes all the laws from there on. And, like, the precedent is changed. Totally. This is that, but for the creative industry. And this is what we're seeing, I really believe, with Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, of course it is. And it's going to happen more and more now that two high-profile, or Olivia Rodrigo, who's just the most high-profile, taken down by Paramore, who are less high-profile, like... And, and it's all over TikTok and it's all within our generation. So, like, yes. we can't start thinking that this is that this what is we can do to every artist. Because, like, as we can see, so much of those proceeds, like, a lot of the proceeds, I mean, you know, Olivia Rodrigo, I'm sure she's rolling in it right now, mm. or, or her family, or whoever is in charge of her money. But it's like, for smaller artists, this could be so detrimental. Oh, it would fucking ruin you. Absolutely fucking ruin you. Um, There was this guy called Jeff... Perez, who is in this industry, and he said that copyright should be there to protect creativity, not ownership. You shouldn't be able to own a feeling. You can own a large, like you can own the the series of notes that create that feeling for sure, but you can't own that feeling. No, like that's the thing. It's, it's very there. self-centered for almost sure. to think that you created this way of being and this way of feeling. Right? When I'm sorry, we live in a world of billions of people. You're not the only one that owns that no, way of being. It's, it's actually bullshit. I really love what you said just then about copyright should be coming from an angle of protecting creativity. Yeah. Because it's so interesting because does it depend on the lawyer you have, the copyright lawyer you have? Totally. And like, what their own biases are in terms of like are they protecting money are they protecting interests are they protecting creativity and then how much money you have to hire whoever you're having to represent yourself so here like therefore people with more money are just going to bulldoze people with less Mm. like it's a very interesting obviously like again if you have you you shouldn't copy people's shit you shouldn't out and out copy people's shit and this is why we have these laws and regulations they are Mm. so valid for that again that's creating Mm -hmm. that that is protecting creativity because it's being like oh well you that's not you being creative right yeah um but it's just so so interesting so yeah where i came at the end of this whole sort of research was that i really felt that olivia was influenced by Paramore's style and I think that that's much more inspiration than interpolation from what I can gather. Yeah and to be honest I really do agree. I mean a lot of the examples that you gave there seem to be what's happened. We don't know the ins and outs obviously of um, whether their labels talked. I think in the end it comes down to Olivia was 16 Mm. and now her name is the one that's like oh she didn't give credit here but it's like Mm, her labels should have been her label should have been looking after this for her i i really think we're seeing this like weird i don't know if it's bullying but if i feel really gross about big artists coming for like new or little artists like this and i think like adam levine from maroon 5 actually made some really good comments about this Mm. and the backbone of his whole conversation where he was coming from was from the blurred lines lawsuit to which he was on the side of pharrell and um robin thick but he he said 
I do think that we can meet this with a little more compassion and understanding. All of this calling out and shit, like, music is a creative thing, and I just hate to see it crushed by dot dot dot, you know, which I'm assuming he's talking about the big labels and but, being yeah. crushed by sort of it's being crushed lies. by money and greed. He said, when you take someone who's a new artist and she's doing things that kind of emulate the ones from Generations Removed... I don't know how bad that is. I think it's kind of a cool thing to introduce a whole generation of people to different musical ideas. And he was just basically, he said quite a lot and he was very on Olivia's side saying like, we shouldn't be crushing creativity for the sake of the egos of these past artists, you know? Oh my God, like it just, it does really blow my mind. It's like, you'd have to have such a superiority complex Mm. to be like, this is my original idea. No, like the way that the brain works, it's an association machine. Literally everything you think is from something you've seen or something you've heard. Like you can't be that like, protective of your own ideas it's funny because Liv me and you our like favorite thing to do when we're listening to music oh I don't even know if it's our favorite but we do it with every song we hear something and we'd be like oh my god that's like that and then we'll mash it up with the other song like mashups you can pretty much mash up any song with any song which is pretty much the whole basis for why TikTok went crazy over Good For You and Paramore because they could mash it up so easily, right? Right. You can do that with so, so many, many songs. So many songs. If it's got the same chord progression and it's in the same like pitch, like yeah. go for it. Honestly, it's... And that's what DJs do. Oh, this is literally... Sorry, but are we going to sue every single DJ now? <laughs> God, honestly, it's a fucking can of worms. I'm glad I'm not in the copyright sector of the music industry. Yeah, I but think I almost think be... maybe we should be to make it a little bit more fair because obviously we are the arbiters of truth. I mean, obviously, <laughs> everything we say. But it's just so interesting that our audience on Cisco was pretty much 50-50 split yeah. on this one. I think that that is interesting. But... And, and it's also interesting because um, there was some comments on our post about this because I just asked for everyone's um, opinions Mm. and people saying oh well you guys don't know anything about music, so how can you comment on this? And I was sort of like, we've been writing songs since we were about, like, 10 or Literally. younger. And it's just, we've always had this conversation about, like, um, oh, there's only this many chord progressions that sound good in a song I'm writing. Yeah. And I remember one time when I was little, I wrote a song with Ruby, actually, and it sounded exactly like Chantel's Impossible, which then James Arthur made really famous. Yeah. And and I remember thinking, oh my fucking god, I didn't even realize it, but now I know this sounds exactly like that song. So yeah. it's like, yes, we're not experts on this, but we actually d- we are very interested. It's definitely close to our hearts for yes. sure. Um, yeah, I just find it really interesting because if you like draw parallels between the music industry and say the design industry like imagine if it was this hardcore for design like people were copywriting color combinations or imagine america being like we created red white and blue as a color combo so now we're the only people that are allowed to use that's a scary scary world to live in so i I just i think my final thought on this whole thing is like Everyone is jealous of the person in the class that got an A+. And if you were to then go to the teacher and say, I think they plagiarized, it's very easy for the teacher to find three words in there that make up a quote from someone else. If you look hard enough, you're going to find something with everything, I think. If you look hard enough, you're going to find something that seems plagiarized because of people's jealousy, because people don't like when other people, you know, 
do well. Do well. And human nature is a really yeah. horrible part of us all. It's yeah. like we don't like when we're not doing so well or when our time in the sun is over yeah. that other people do do well. And and when it comes to things like copyright, it's very hard to prove that you haven't copied. It's so much easier to prove that but someone has. has. Yeah, it's just very... Oh, it's it's all a lot, and I think that it's been a very interesting chat. It's been so, so interesting, to, like so interesting to learn about. I didn't know what interpolation was before I got deep in the world of no, not, not sampling, but interpolating. Yes. And now, honestly. I feel like I want to protect Olivia Rodrigo at all costs. And now I'm going to notice this in every single song. I'm going to be like, oh, now, was that sampled, interpolated, or is that just an just influence? Just Googling the writing credits for everything you listen to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, did they credit them for that? Because yeah. I don't think so. I'm going to email in. <laughs> anyway, as usual, if you guys have any thoughts about this, please do let us know. I mean, there's an Instagram post that you can come comment on. You can come to our Discord chat. Oh, we're launching a newsletter this week that's going to come out three times a week. Very fucking exciting. It's very fucking cool. It's going to be like little snippets of shit you should care about that are so easy for you to read. They're so interesting. It's going to be in the voice that you hear talking right now. So if you like that, you can subscribe. And if you don't, you can still subscribe and um, maybe you'll get used to it. Um, (laughs) We will will be talking about things like Olivia Rodrigo as well as things like what's happening in Afghanistan as well as the weird and wonderfuls of the internet. It's going to be like a mixed bag of everything you want to know. So you can go to the link in our bio on shit you should care about to subscribe to that. Otherwise, love, I think we should do this again, Dal. Absolutely. I've loved this. So have um, I. My favourite thing to talk about is music and everything music. So, yeah. Culture Vulture, honestly, season two. Let's hit him with it. Fuck yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.